Hi, this is Ginger Lynn, and you are listening to Tanya Tate Presents MILFs Making Money. This is Tanya Tate. MILFs Making Money. to all you wonderful people who are looking to level up your loot. I'm Tanya Tate and this is MILF's Making Money. On today's show, my tips on how to keep moving forward. Today's guest is Leia Tannett, the CEO and founder of Pineapple Support. We are discussing how performers can access mental health support and resources. What can you do if you are in need of support? And what's actually available for someone in the adult industry. So I want to start off with something that I feel that I've really accomplished. I was in a situation where I signed a contract. And it was quite a long time ago when I first started in the industry. And I thought, oh great, this is great. This is a contract for something that's going to be really amazing. And don't get me wrong, I had the benefits of the contract. But when it come to time for that contract, that that partnership no longer being beneficial to me, I decided that I wanted out. And it was really quite difficult for me to end the contract. And one of the reasons for this is because the earlier contract that I'd signed like years ago was heavily in favour of the other party. So I'd signed something that had really held me back. And I can remember sitting down and trying to think, okay, we've come to the partnership end, but there was something that was just keeping me from moving on. Something legally. I have to say that I did have an amazing lawyer in Corey Silverstein who helped me look over it. And it was down to him that helped me move forward and I'm going to say this I can't say it enough times and I try and say it to myself as well whenever you're going to be signing a contract always get a lawyer to look over it because you never know it sounds great in the beginning but you know when you come to the end if something's not necessarily in your favor if it's weighed heavily in the other party then you could become quite unstuck which is where I felt I was I felt like I was stuck and I didn't know what to do. So with me, sometimes if something's really getting to me, I'm like, okay, I'm going to put it to the side. And then at some point, I think, okay, I know that's going to work itself out. Stop worrying about it right now because there's nothing I can do about it. And it did. This opportunity came along where I got to meet Corey Silverstein. And it was fixed. That's what I've got to say. 
and I'm excited that I've just signed a contract for a brand new project. I'm dying to tell you what it is, but I can't say anything because it's not officially being released as news. But I'm excited and I'm planning right now and I'm like, okay, let's get in the planning stages. And as part of that, I'm going to be planning a little photo shoot to kind of get the first step into the special project. And, you know, are you like me? Do you have certain people that you like to work with? You know, I have certain go-to people. And one of the new people that I found as my go-to guy is a photographer called Chaz. And he's on Instagram, Chaz Photographics. And I met him. I saw his work online. He'd photographed one of my friends. And, you know, I... We, we kind of, I don't know whether he reached out to me I, or I reached out to him, I can't remember. But, you know, choosing somebody to, to work with, um, there's a lot of factors that, you you know, you've got to think about. Look at their work. Do you like the work? Do you like the style? And for me, a biggie is, have you worked with somebody else that I know? And then reach out to that person, be like, hey, how's this guy? Is he legit? Did you have a good time? Would you shoot with him again? Did he give you the photos as described? And that's how I really like to work with people. This is my personal way of working. I always want recommendations. I always want to look for myself, do a little bit of research and then get some recommendations, not just like random people that, could be anyone, people that I physically know. And he's great. He shot me. We got some great chemistry. His skills are amazing. Very, very professional. And I definitely recommend him. And I'm excited because we're going to be shooting some new photos. And, you know, it's going to be used for my premium social media. You're probably going to see some on my Instagram, on my Twitter. He's also going to be helping me with some pictures for my secret project. <laughs> You're like dying to know, don't you? It's been one of them times where I've been feeling like I need to move forward and I move forward and then it becomes stagnant. And I feel like I've got that happening right now. I know that changes are coming and my son Ozzy, he'll be five on his next birthday and he's going to be starting full-time school. And he's going to be going every day, like full-time school hours. So I'm like, great, it's coming up. I'm going to be planning to, to do more work, do different projects. However, right now, because it's not here, I'm feeling quite stationary. You know, we all get like this sometimes. And I physically have to remind myself, you know, you've got to get that power pedal started again. It's like with the podcast. I know I've got to do it and I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm waiting for the inspiration and I know the inspiration comes. So why is it so hard of letting go sometimes of the past and start moving forward? Sometimes it's just that comfort zone, isn't it? It's like, this feels good and I'm going to stay here and going into the scary can be unknown. I guess some people like to play the victim role as well and get support and attention, you know. This has happened in my past and oh, but... Sometimes you don't need that. You, you don't need that baggage. You know, just start letting go of the past because once you've got let go of the past, you can then move forward. You know, sometimes it's just not worth holding onto it in the long run. 
Sometimes we do have things that have affected us in the past. And, you know, how are you going to move on with your life and relationships if you keep holding on to things? And sometimes there are benefits. But for me, I feel like you don't want to get stuck. You want to just let go and it'll help you keep moving forward. And then get that boost of optimism. You know, have you ever have you ever thought, great, this is today, this is now, and this is what I'm going to do? And it's that optimistic approach, isn't it? It's like knowing that you can move forward. So how can you get that optimism? Sometimes it's like hard to think about it by yourself, but there's loads of stuff online. 10 or 15 minutes with a little podcast, a YouTube video, books, websites, anything that gives you a shot of constructive optimism. You can start that enthusiasm. You can feel that new energy just rolling through your body. And for me, sometimes, you know, I've got some books from John Gordon and I'll pick them up. Or I've been listening to motivational speeches. Like Joe Dispenza is great if anyone listens to him online. Sometimes Abraham Hicks, her podcast, she reminds me how to get your head, your thoughts, your person in the vortex which is that zone of creation whatever helps you to get that boost of optimism do it and you know focus on something that you can do okay so you've got no control about the past you don't want to keep reliving it over and over and over and thinking what should you have done differently I've done that many times and sometimes I sit down I think should I have done that should I have done it that way But, you know, there are mistakes that you made and there are things sometimes that we have to go through so we can learn, so that we can correct for future episodes. But it's like, you know, you want to move on. You want to be able to focus your time and your energy on something that you can actually make some positive progress or an actual change in your life. So think about that. What can I focus my time and energy on? And sometimes it's just those little small steps. Don't take a massive leap. That's uh, it's too hard for me. <laughs> it wants to take a massive leap when you when you can just take one small step. You know, ask yourself what is what have you got to do to just move forward instead of being stuck in the past, your worries, your regrets. Forget them. What is that one small, tiny little step that you can take today to just start getting forward and start moving forward? It's like that procrastination, isn't it? I think, oh, I've got to do this. Oh, I know I've got to do it. And when I start thinking like that, it's the wrong time for me to to move forward with it. So I do, I need that little boost thinking, okay, well, what can I do today? It's, it's the podcast day. What can I do? Well, I can sit down and I can focus and I can take little steps of getting the preparation together. One small step, is it going to take you five minutes to get starting on your journey towards something newer and better? Or is that still too much? Maybe it's just a tiny one minute step. You're going to get that done. Well, you know what? The important thing is, is just to get started and not to lapse back. Don't, you know, don't be getting lost in, oh, this and that and negativity. Just, just get ready, get that foot and take that step. When you have taken that step, that small step forward, you're there, you're already starting to move forward towards your success. So once you become moving forward on your journey, 
You want to celebrate it. Like remind yourself, congratulate yourself. Doesn't matter how small it is. But it's an achievement. It's something that you have achieved. It's something that you've succeeded in. You know, are you going to treat yourself? You know, some people might be like, hey, you know, have a tasty snack, some nice food or go and spend a little bit of time on doing something that you really like to do. I don't know, maybe you might want to treat yourself to something that you were looking forward to. For me, it's enough for me to be like, you know what? I can thank myself. It's sitting down and acknowledging just the little things. You know, I can sit here right now and I, the the things that I'm celebrating. I've got my podcast. I've got you listening to me. I've got friends and family around me. I've got people that support my podcast, people that inspire my podcast without even knowing that they inspire me. Those little steps, they all help and it all helps me move forward. I'm going to recharge my energy. I'm going to up my motivation and my confidence in myself and you can do it. That's what's going to make it easier taking small steps forward towards what you want and need in life. I want you to remember you can keep moving forward. We only have the here and the now. And the only thing a person can really do is keep moving forward. Go forth. Take that big leap forward without hesitation, without looking back. Don't focus on the past. Create your future. Coming up next on MILFs Making Money, myself and Leah Tannett, CEO and founder of Pineapple Support, are discussing how performers can access mental health support and what resources are available for someone in the adult industry. You are listening to Tanya T Presents MILF's Making Money podcast, and we are discussing how performers can access mental health support and resources. What can you do if you are in need of support, and what is actually available for someone in the adult industry? I have with me the CEO and founder of Pineapple Support, a non-profit organization providing mental health resources to online adult industry professionals across the globe. Leia has been active in the adult industry for 20 years and founded Pineapple Support back in 2018 after the industry experienced a devastating string of losses due to lack of mental health support. The award-winning organisation has provided support to over 7,000 industry professionals to date and continues to grow at an exponential rate. Welcome Leia Tanner to the Mills Maker Money podcast. Thank you so Hello. much. I'm very happy to be here. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Leia. Thanks for coming. And I want you to introduce yourself. You know, who is Leia Tannett and how did you get started in the adult industry? Who am I? Who knows? Who knows? Changes daily, doesn't it? We're always growing. Um, I got started in the adult industry properly uh, when I was 18, maybe 19. I started dancing and uh, and then left, decided to pursue a career in, in fashion, did that for a little while. And when the recession hit, 
that was when I thought, you know what, people aren't buying fashion. They're not going out anymore. They're staying in. I should sell sex toys. So started selling really hardcore BDSM equipment. And then from that, the modeling gigs came in and then started shooting content. And it just it just went on from there, really. Um, it was a very organic entry. Yeah, it just, it is like that, isn't it? You know, you get started in one thing and then opportunities kind of, you know, if you're open to opportunities, I always say this, if you're open, opportunities come your way and you see them and you think, oh, that feels right for me right now. And, you know, it might take you on a different tangent. It's it's about different avenues of making money. Yeah, and, and deciding if that's your journey and if that's where you want to go and knowing what your boundaries are, I think, is, is really important because it's very easy in this industry for someone to present you with an opportunity that might be taking you a little bit beyond where you are ready to be at that moment. Yeah, it's funny you should say that. I mean, so many, I, I'm going to say this now because there is so many um, opportunities that come to you in a daily basis and literally people will be like, oh, I can make you money here, I can make you money there, I can, you know, give me all your content and let me make you cash by taking it all over. <laughs> or or you promote my company and you will get, make all this cash. But it's really hard, isn't it, to like know sometimes, well, who do I want, you know, is someone, cold calling, cold sales. Even the other day in my Instagram DM, someone who's got 500,000 like Instagram followers, he's verified. So I thought, oh, I'll listen to you, not just some random account. And basically he was cold calling me. Like, you mm -hmm. know, it's like a salesman knocking at your door and you've got no idea who they are. There's no reviews, there's nothing. And it's like... We spoke to loads of performers and we did our um, what advice would you give your younger self uh, campaign, which was just you know, what, what advice do you wish you'd been given before you entered into the adult industry? And so many people said, I wish I'd done my research. I wish I'd done more research on the people that I shot with and the people that contacted me. And I think that's a really big, that's a really useful piece of advice because so there are so many new companies popping up and so many new faces and, and, and opportunities and some are going to be great. And I think that, that but the, the best piece of advice for that is look at the company, look at who's running it, look at what they've done before, check out their reputation, see if their um, ideals are the same as yours because you know as your character or as you as as who you are as you know a human as a, a, a real life person you need to have the, the you need to be aligned with what um, what you're doing and the, the companies you're associating yourself with exactly exactly I agree with you there and also I look as well at who else is involved in that industry you know which other people do I know and if there's absolutely no one that I know like I'm just like I, I I honestly I don't I don't get involved <laughs> but it but if it's someone and I and I look and I think oh that person or that person I know them and I'll reach out to them and I'll be like are you involved with these have you made any money yet that is always my first question <laughs> have you made any money and how did you make the money and what did you have to do to make that money and it's you know it's like hey, hey. <laughs> There we go. Journeys, tangents, Journey. <laughs> you know, ma making that right choice. And, you know, there's a lot of people and it, I think this industry is really lonely because even though, you know, when I asked you who you are and you said many things, it varies every day because 
we do as somebody in the adult industry, we wear different hats and we have to have different tools that we have to work on. And sometimes it's like, it can be really overwhelming to have all these different hats on. And suddenly it's like, which direction are you going? And who's there to help you? And who's the real people that are there to Mm -hmm. help you and not take advantage of you emotionally, financially? Um, Are they just, you know, piggybacking on you for a bit of a ride because, you know, you're their meal ticket. And I, I think it's, really hard you know you know what are your thoughts on you know somebody being this one person do, we are really isolated in some ways it is isolating and you know as you were saying that I was just thinking to myself you had the benefit of experience in this industry but as you were continuing to talk there I was like yes you had the with you you have the benefit of being in the industry but you're talking about people piggybacking off off you and that must be you know that that, that as you grow in the industry your concerns regarding why people are wanting to be a part of your life or part of your career they they change and they they evolve as you do um but yeah going back to going back to the original question um it is hard because as uh, as social media has become such a huge part of of industry and promotion and and day-to-day work life for anyone that works in this industry you have your character you know the, the 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 sexy, whatever, you know, the the person that your fans are attracted to. And then, you know, it's the person that doesn't maybe shower for a couple of days because you can't be asked. Um, not me, you know. by the way, not me, by the way. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. But, you know, there, there are things you promote and things you don't promote. And when you're having a, you know, a shitty day or when you're not feeling like yourself and not feeling great and, and sometimes you want to... Sh- you want to share that with people and but you maybe you shouldn't share certain aspects and how much of your personality do you share how much of your real life do you show what boundaries do you put in place to make sure that not only are you uh safe when it comes to keeping your identity safe or private um but how to keep yourself emotionally safe by not allowing people to have too much access to what's really going on in in your own personal life. I I do I I I mean I have bad days myself. I do shower every day because, <laughs> but <laughs> but you don't have to if you're just at home by yourself and you're not feeling like it. You don't have to shower every day. Who's going to see you? No one's going to see you. But it is. It's like I see some performers. You know, for me, it's it, I don't know. I I just. I, I have to say, I'm in a, I feel like I'm in a good situation, whereas I can judge what is okay to put online. I, I feel I can kind of get that right balance, you know, of Tanya Tate, the brand, the character, and me personally when I'm having a bad day and how I can overcome posting on social media. You know, yesterday I felt really rough. I felt really rough because I'd, I'd had a, I had a COVID booster and I'll tell you now, I felt so crap. And I got up. I It was tricky to have a bath because it, I was just aching everywhere. But I, I did it. And I lay back in bed with the phone. And it was literally eyes closed, napping, open it, answering the messages. And people are like, can we get on a video chat? And I was like, oh, my God. I can't even lift my head off the pillow. And I, I, someone was like, can I have a little tender video message from you? 
just because that's what he likes you know I have different fans that like different things and I literally did the video message and I was like oh I can do this head on the pillow all sensual and soft and I sent it to him and he went oh you look really tired and I was like I know I'm really tired because I'm really sick but but it was like how much do I tell them you know some of the guys that wanted a video chat I was like I'm feeling poorly today just so they know you know I wasn't flaking but it's determinant to know my social media no one really knew on the main social media I was having a bad day because it's that persona that I put out there you know hey we're, we're talking right now about things that I'm doing it's like hey it's my first boy girl scene in in nine years like this news that's come out so (laughs) I I'm so excited for that but it's like you know I didn't put it out there that I'm feeling like shit yesterday but for some performers you know they might like want to share a little bit more and want to put it out there and go online and say hey guys this is really how my day's going today and you know they might want to put out there because they do want support they do want people to help them but then, I mean, Leia talked to me about this, is that people have literally gone onto social media and put out real cries for help, like real cries. And things have, have you know, some people have really ended it because they they felt it's their, you know, there was nothing else for them. Talk to me a bit more about this, Leia, because, you know, you are one of the people that are there helping I mean, it's so hard. It's 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 such a tough topic because there are you know there's a lot of people that put out cries for help, and and they do need help just because somebody's saying they're gonna um, take their own lives and they don't. That doesn't mean that there's nothing wrong with them. They're in a position where they felt the need to say that and they still need support. They don't need people saying, "Well, you didn't do it, so next time, whatever." Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and there's there's folks that put. Put, put out cries for help and 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 they are in crisis at that moment and you know we, we get a few we get we get alerts from from fans and from from friends or or, or from from um you know twitter connections or whatever else um about about performers or, or about accounts that have posted content like this and you know we do we do our best to find the platforms on, on which they're working or the agents they're registered with and I have most people's phone numbers that are at the top of x y and z so I'll, I'll I'll send them a message and go this this account here it's public I you know you don't want you to give out any private information but it might be an idea to do a wellness check uh, which is which is which is heavy but at the same time that's better than us losing another member of the industry when when we don't need to um what is it uh, sorry Leia what is a wellness check you know people are listening and I'm I'm listening it's like what what is a wellness check does someone like physically try and contact you and reach out to you and someone will go to the house yeah Um, yeah and and it is an absolute last resort if we can't find a friend to call or someone to go around because a wellness check doesn't mean the police come um, and and someone will get I can't remember the correct term for it. It's gone out of my head. But they'll, they'll, you know they'll get they'll get put into a, a secure place for I think it's seventy two hours, um, which is the last thing you want to do. The best thing is to get someone you know around the house or so a friend that can call or can someone make sure they're all right. 
and it's, it's only happened on a couple of occasions that we've had to do this in in four years uh yeah. but but i'm pleased that when it was needed it happened and it's it saved the people you know like if you had not been there and intervened and helped them it may not have been the same end and result for that person i hope so you know? i hope that's the you case know? yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's, so, it's it's hard and as you're saying it's, it's isolating in this industry because a lot of people they live their lives online the the performers they're connected with or the, or the other industry friends they have are online maybe they're in a little village or a little town somewhere and they can't be open about what they do for work so you make these connections uh virtually which is how the world seems to be going at the moment and then there's your fans that you're in contact with as well so when you're going through crisis or when you're going through something that's really hard where do you turn to if all your friends are online i i think it's difficult isn't it because you know forget before before there was like all this online stuff if you had a problem you know you you couldn't just get on social media you couldn't just like by the way start texting someone you know old phone calls or meeting up in person and there were you know you had someone <laughs> maybe hopefully you had someone that you could talk to um and it, everything's changing now everything's like online and it is all virtual it's not that easy to like to have someone right next to you you know for me i live in southern california but my family are still back in england and even that sometimes is quite isolated you know mm -hmm. because it's like you can keep in touch with them but it's not like you can go and get a hug off your mum, you know and for me i'm lucky because my family are very um they're very um what's the word they're okay about my career choice you know but there's for some people their families I may not be for their career choice. They might put up barriers. They might have lost relationships with the family. They might be hiding it. It might be really difficult for someone to like, hey, I need, I need some help right here, right now. And they've got no one to talk to. You know, there's no friend yeah. that they can just call. It's like, so Leia, talk to me like, you know, what emotional and mental health needs to do performers have in the adult industry? I mean, honestly, I think it's the same as anywhere else. The difference is that when you're in the adult industry, you're so stigmatized that even when you go to see a therapist, the therapist blames everything on the adult industry. Oh, why are you feeling depressed because you work in the adult industry? You need to get another job. That's not realistic. One, it's not realistic because it's not so easy just to get another job after your face is all over the internet doing X, Y, and Z, but also, the majority of people that I speak to absolutely love working in this industry. Their depression is not because of the industry. Depression is because of a chemical imbalance. Uh, you know, we have a lot of folks that come to us that struggle with, you know, addiction, with bipolar, with anxiety, with trauma, with all, all the same things that Joe Bloggs down the road also suffers from. The difference is that that, that dude was able to go to the pub when he started feeling a bit shit and chat to the guy that's behind the bar or chat to his mates about it and his friends were completely understanding because he has a everyday job whereas for people in the adult industry you're not only unable to talk to the guy behind the bar i mean maybe you can but you're probably going to get uh come on to from him 
Are you, your friends, if they don't work in the industry, they don't understand. Your family aren't going to understand. It could be that you've been receiving stigma from society in general. You know, you've got a nice income, you're buying nice things. People want to know where your stuff comes from. You don't want to tell them. You're making up stories. That turns you into, there's this perpetual cycle of lies, which is, you know, horrible for anyone's mental health. And then, and then you turn to a therapist to try and help you through this. And they... They, they they reaffirm the stigma from society. And if you can get your head around that kind of spiral from, okay, I'm, people are saying I'm not good enough, but I am. People are saying I'm not good enough, um, or maybe. People are saying I'm not good enough. Oh my God, maybe I'm not good enough. I'm going to speak to a therapist. And the therapist says, well, why would anyone love you? You work in the adult industry, which is which is something I've heard from, from someone before. Wow, that, that's really sad. That's really sad that you're going to someone for help and they're saying you're not good enough, you need to get another job. And it is because people just don't understand. They don't understand that somebody would actually choose to do this job in their eyes. It's like even, let, let's just like sometimes, let, let's let's put it in a different context. You know, I saw a post the other day on Facebook and someone was like, oh, you know, my teenage daughter, she wants to go on contraception. Can you recommend a doctor, a gynecologist? And like, I saw some posts popping up. They're like, don't go to this woman because she's a really strong Catholic and she won't give you contraception. And I'm just like, I think that is a completely the same thing, isn't it? It's like, you know, they're, what they're doing is using their views and their personal opinions to do a job. You should be, if you're a doctor, you know, you should be prescribing, you should be prescribing contraception. It's not down for you to judge. Does she deserve it? Should she have it? Is it, Who's she going to have sex with? Is she going to be married when she has sex? Well, really, that's not really anything None to do with business. you. Yeah, is that person keeping safe? Is she making smart choices? You know, you know, you can talk to her about smart choices. You can educate her. You can give her the contraception. You know, at least she's smart enough to come and say, you know, I'm a teenager. I'm old enough to have sex. But you know what? I know about safe choices, but I also want to go on contraception. And it's the same thing, isn't it? You know, somebody could go to a therapist and they're going to let their personal judgments become part of the therapy session. But it's not for them to judge. It really isn't. And they should be there to support. And I think that's important to find, you know, if you do need to speak to a therapist, finding the right person that understands totally. And so now I want to get back to pineapple because I, I just know I looked at pineapple support. I looked at the <laughs> website and I just looked down and I just saw tons of therapists and I was just like having a little look and I could see like different the, the, there was different profiles in each one. And I thought if that was me and I needed some therapists, I would look down and I'd be thinking, well, some of the things that they're saying that they've experienced or they're good with, that's very, some of them are very specific you know, very specific. And I thought, I love this is that, you know, as a person that needs support, you could look down and, you know, that that therapist could resonate with you. And you're like, actually, I'm going to talk to someone that actually understands being me and the things that I'm going through. Yeah. So when someone when someone applies for therapy with us, the, the way we connect them to the, the correct therapist is uh, basically there's, there's a long list of areas in which you may feel you need support. 
There's about, I dare say, 40 different boxes you can tick. And then when a therapist signs up with us, they have exactly the same list and it says you know, which areas you specialize. So that's the, the first way. And then there's also, we have a little box underneath that says, um, you know, do you have any additional notes? Because some people want a female therapist, some more people want a BIPOC therapist, some people want a therapist that specializes in um, the MDR. Uh, we will do our very, very best to connect the person uh, applying with 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 what they have requested obviously sometimes it's not possible but we'll get as 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 close as possible and we usually do really really well and you know all thanks to Kirsty who does our therapy facilitation uh we've, we tend to have a lot of feedback saying that in the past folks have been to numerous therapists, never clicked. They came to Pineapple, they were connected with a therapist and the first therapist they were matched with is the best therapist they've ever had in their life. They've progressed so much and and it's it's wonderful to know that the system is is working. And, and you know, as you were saying, you can look through the, the list of therapists we have. So when you're connected with somebody, you can then go, okay, well, I'm gonna go and have a little look and make sure that I'm I'm happy with this person before I have my assessment session. And, and then if you're not happy, there's always the option to drop us an email and say, so chance I could match with somebody else. I, I love that. It's 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 like it's like a little tick box matching and matching your needs with what a therapist actually provides rather than, you know, going, oh, look at me insurance or let's go to the local doctor. And who are you gonna refer me to? And you kind of get given someone who's, they're really not going to have any idea mm -hmm. or any clue, you know? It's like a, it's so, like a dating app. So tell me, first of all, tell me about what actually is Pineapple Support? So we're a non-profit organization, 501c3, so that's tax deductible if anyone listening would like to donate. I'm um, just going to you know, throw that out there occasionally. Um, uh, we're a therapy facilitator so we, we specialize in all, in all kind of and providing resources surrounding all types of mental health so we have workshops webinars support groups we have regular support groups specialty support groups starting every month uh, we did our first in-person wellness retreat after the shows in january which was amazing i'd love to do more of those we're doing a dungeons and dragons workshop in a couple of weeks time which i'm so excited about this is our first uh, workshop of this type so it's kind of role play about exploring gender identity so for anyone who's thinking of, of transitioning or are just exploring their own gender they can join other people create their own character and then and then explore the decisions they would make based on that character which I just I just I love the concept behind it so it's all about exploring different different ways of improving your mental health because what you know talk therapy isn't for everybody Breathworks was amazing for me. Uh, that you know, there's just there's so many options out there, and it's really wonderful to be able to at least give people a taste of of what's available. Uh, we do have art therapists and hypnotherapists and uh, a few other different um, oh, holistic therapists that work with us, but the majority is um, psychology, psychotherapy, and counselling. Uh, but yeah, so basically, uh, other than the one-on-one -on -one therapy, everything that we offer is completely free. With the one-on-one -on -one therapy, when you apply, you let us know how much you can afford. So on the application form, it'll say how much can you contribute towards each one of your therapy sessions. And that is, is one, it's a huge part of therapy.
And the other is, you know, the, the more that a person can contribute, it means the, the more help we can give to, to somebody else. And it, it works really well. I think most people that come to us, you know, they, they really take pride in the fact that they are paying towards their own, their own therapy and, and, and their own growth. I think it makes you um, feel more responsible. You know, if something was, if something was free and you just, oh, I can't be bothered today. You know, yeah. I can't be bothered turning up. Then it's a wasted session because I'm assuming you've still got to pay the therapist because they've still been available. You know, mm-hmm. um, but if at least you're contributing something towards it, you feel a bit more responsible, a bit more self-responsible. Yes, um, exactly. It's okay. So, so that's pineapple. So, how did you become involved in pineapple and support, and what is your role? Uh, I created it. <laughs> Uh-huh. so how, how did you how did you come up specifically with that idea you know because we, we you were saying about you know all your different avenues and journeys that you took you down um so tell me like how did that idea spark so basically I'd taken a little bit of time off work because my brother was living with me and it wasn't easy to produce content with my brother living with in the same in the same house uh when he moved out i thought okay so big comeback let's go and do the ex disney abn shows for me I've, I've always lived in portugal year um spain before that I was in newcastle so it's all like little little places that don't have a huge connection to you know the the greater mass of particularly the, the u.s adult industry uh, when I came across for the Xbiz Awards, at, at the beginning, it was all very much focused on the five women who had taken their lives within the last kind of, it was two and a half months or something. And that really, really just threw me. I, I had no idea that there was so much going on, so much stigma, so much uh, need for support within the industry. And for someone who's got business background when I was working in fashion I was uh, operations director for a chain of retail stores so uh, running companies and organizing logistics was something that I was you know very comfortable with long history with the uh, adult industry a lot of friends in the adult industry and the ability to or enough savings really to put my money where my mouth was and go well okay as with any business, this is what we can do. Now will you support us? So, so it was, it was just, uh, something has to be done. Somebody needs to do it. Why shouldn't that be me? So, mm-hmm. okay, let's sit down. And my, I mean, the house was covered in pieces of paper with kind of spider charts and what needs to be done and how can we do this? And how can that be financially viable? Um, and, and yeah, it was, it was from, from the end of Jan, when I got back from AVNs, and then the name was decided. I remember this was the day before Valentine's. It was Feb, Feb 13th. And then we launched the very beginning of April. Because I had in my head, it was like, the the longer we leave this, the more the more people we could lose. The more... Yeah. And, and, and it became this uh, nagging, eating away thought that if, if I don't do something right now, someone else is going to die which which isn't healthy but but that is where the head was it's it's just amazing that you've got something together you know that honestly I don't really think there's anything else in our industry that is specifically providing as much support as pineapple support mental health no mental health no there's you know 
FSC do an incredible job. Swap USA are amazing. And then there are, you know, some, some smaller, some smaller groups that, that are doing what they can, but with something as big as mental health, you have to 100% focus on it. I mean, it's, it's all encompassing. It's, it's huge. We're the, you know, talking earlier about how fast we're growing. It's, it's unbelievable. And I'm, I'm very, very grateful to have thus far been able to provide that support and to be continue, be continuing to be able to connect someone to a therapist within a week. You know, that's what we always aim to do. And, you know, if, if you go through the NHS in the UK, there's a six month waiting list. And that's if you're suicidal. Yeah. That's, I mean, that, hold, hold on, say that again. Say that again, because that was quite that was quite a big statement, Leia. Say that again. In the UK, on the NHS, there is a six-month waiting list to see a therapist, and that is if you are suicidal. Wow. Just wow. So you're there, traumatized. You really are at the lowest of the low. If you're, if you're suicidal, it's like it's you're on that last resort, mm-hmm. you know? And they're saying, okay, wait six months. Well, yes. I mean, honestly, like if you're in that much of a bad way, how hard is it going to be? Are you going to make it the next six months, really and truly? I've, I've lost, I've lost two friends um, that have had to wait, and um, other people that work for Pineapple won't mention names. Have lost three friends in the last few months because of this, and yes, you know, so that's something that I'm so, so focused on is is the is the waiting time that yeah. people have to, you know, and when you're reaching out for for help, when you're reaching out for support, and you're at that point where you've gone, oh, do you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to fill out that form, and I'm I'm going to ask for that help. Then you need to be given that help, you know, yeah. as quickly as humanly possible. Not six months down the line. I mean, who were you six months ago? I know six months ago I was in a completely different headspace. Yeah, it 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 does. It's it's quite shocking that, and it's like you know, if you're a performer and you're there. It's like when when should you seek help you know when is that time layer when should they be reaching out to ask i really need the help i think if it's in your head that you want to reach out that's the time to reach out it's you know rather come to us and have five or six sessions and being a you know when a stitch in time saves nine when you're feeling when you're feeling low and you start thinking about needing help Come to us then, have fewer sessions. It, it's less strain on the organization rather than wait until you're at a really low point. And, you know, the lower you get, the more the more things start to fall down around you. You know, I'm, I'm witnessing this with friends at the moment who who are in need of support. And it's so difficult for, 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 for someone who, you know, works in the field to watch, watch and go... You're not in the adult industry, so I can't, I can't offer you a therapist. And I'm watching, you know, because every, everything, you, you let one ball drop and then the rest start to go. And if you could, when that first ball dropped, if you just went and suck and, 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 and sought a little bit of, of help, then, then maybe with the, the rest of the balls could have been kept in the air. Maybe not, you know, you, you, don't, you don't know. But if, if you, you keep waiting, keep waiting until that point where you think, it's almost almost too late, or it's close to too late, and you've, you, all the balls are on the floor. You've got to now got to search around and find them, and then yeah. restart juggling. Then you know when you could have just 
yeah, you, you, you not could have just because just is, is, is incorrect because it's not easy. Asking for help is the bravest thing that you can do. But if you ask for help when it first comes into your mind, then it's it's far better than 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 waiting and waiting and putting it off because maybe maybe you think and we have we have again folks that I know that have said no 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 I'm not going to ask you for help because there are people more in need than I am. It's like no, come now, come now because if you don't, you may be more in need than they are. And then coming back from being that kind of trauma is is, mm-hmm. is much harder. Even fans, like there'll be people that are listening to this and they'll think, you know, well, I'm not in the adult industry and they won't be able to access the kind of support that we're talking about, you know, Pineapple and other organizations that are there supporting um, sex workers and people in the adult industry. But there is there, there are charities, there are not-for-profit organizations online. So if you are listening and you're, you are suffering from certain things, you know, mental health, gender identity... Anything, anything that you think I'm listening and, you know, I wish that layer could help me right now. Is that something they should be looking online and like starting to Google and search for like specific charities helping for certain things in their area? Is, is that what they should do? Absolutely. I mean, there's there's so many incredible people out there that have set up so many wonderful foundations that there's there's pretty much always going to be someone that's able to help and if you are in in crisis or you are considering harming yourself then if you visit the pineapple support website and scroll down to the bottom where it says contact there is a full list of crisis hotlines uh on globally we i mean we don't have every country but the the majority of them are there so even if you're not in the adult industry you can uh, see all of the the crisis helplines on the website I, I love that thank you Leia for making that available because it's you know it's important that people know I, I've had fans reach out to me and I'm like I, I, I don't know what to do you know fans mm-hmm. have reached out to me and like in, you know different ways and forms and you know I've been in this industry for a long time and, and even if it's just like during the sexton sessions that I have and you think I wish I could give you help like and I think I don't know. I don't know what to do. So now, next time, if I if I if a fan and we're talking, and, and sometimes people really want to mm-hmm. share a lot of things emotionally with me, they they really do. At least now, like I can. Sometimes people just you know use the 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 time to talk with me they use the time to share their personal problems you know share issues with family share things that they have about their identity or their sexuality and sometimes they might just want to listen in ear or sometimes they might want to explore it virtually you know some more Mm -hmm. I am that person that is there for them and I and I I love that you know as well as like you know I can get them off if that's what they want, but I can be that person that I can support them that is non-judgmental. And now I know if it, if there's someone talking and I think to myself, I really think that you need some kind of support, I can go on and <laughs> look at, <laughs> at pineapple support and I can go and look. And if I think someone really needs it, at least I know I can, you know, during the sexton section, I'll, I'll, I keep calling it sexton because when I when I'm on my phone with the with my with my fans, I it's sexton whether it's whether it's vanilla talk or naughty talk, yeah. <laughs> 
So while I'm sexting now, I can actually go there and I can pull up some information. I, I love yeah. that. Thank you. I, I'm so talking about you know, um, giving a hand to people. I've just given an example there of how I can support fans. But what can other performers do? How how can they give a helping hand if they feel that someone is in need or maybe someone is in danger? What should they do? If somebody is in crisis. I mean, we have we have got a number of uh, webinars and presentations on our YouTube channel, which is just youtube.com slash pineapple support about crisis intervention and how to support somebody if you feel like they're in need. There are tens of probably about 100 videos up there now, actually. Uh, but the the best thing you can do is be as direct as possible. Are you thinking about hurting yourself? Are you thinking about killing yourself or taking your own life? Uh, it's not going to plant ideas into somebody's head, but asking someone that question could be just what that person's been waiting for because maybe they've wanted to tell somebody, but they've never felt like it was the right moment. So actually asking that question can could could save somebody's life, but, but it, it certainly wouldn't plant an idea into their heads. Uh, and, and just... I think when you know someone's struggling, because you can't understand, no one can understand what somebody else is going through. Even if it's the exact same thing that you've been through, you're not the same person with the same background and the same experiences. So being able to be empathetic and not, you know, oh yes, I know, I understand. No, you know, I, I want to understand. I, you know, I, I feel you and please know that I'm here to listen. And checking in with people, you know, oh, just wanted to see if you're okay today. Want to know what you're up to, or you just for someone who's struggling to know that there are people that are thinking of them and caring about them. That's that's another you know huge, huge support, and it's it's something that's so small and so easy to do. Uh, obviously, if somebody's in the um, online adult industry, then you can point them in the direction of financial support, and we can provide them with care that way. But as an individual. It, it just just be kind and be gracious and be thoughtful and if you if you want to get involved in pineapple then you know we have uh, active listening service where you don't have to be in the industry you can sign up you take a course in active listening and then there are additional courses in um in whatever you want to and so many specialities there's also one in how to provide support to a sex worker which one of our therapists actually wrote and then whenever you've got some free time, you can make yourself available. And if someone wants to chat, they go online, they can select you and just vent or whatever they they need. I love that. It's it's like people that are listening, like you can make it, you can really make a difference, you know, putting that helping hand out there. But I, I didn't realize that people could do that. They could do courses, um, mm -hmm. whether you're in the, the sex industry or not, you, you know, you just want to be, you just want to be willing to support somebody in the sex industry to just listen to them and, and obviously go through the training first. I, I really like that. I didn't know that that was available Leah. Oh, it's great. It's, it's run through a platform called seven cups, but we've got our own community within it. So provided you go through, uh, the pineapple support.org website, and there's a little tab that says get involved. And then one of those is volunteer as a listener and just follow, follow that through and you can um, you, you be there for somebody that needs it. It's all completely anonymous and it's done by text as well. So you get that chance to read what you're about to say rather than respond rather than react. So I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm, I'm generally a reactor. I'm like, blah, 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 blah. And they go, oh, 
fuck. <laughs> I, I just needed them to fill the space. Um, yeah, sometimes you do. I, I am a chatty person and sometimes you like want to fill that space. So it's, it's you know, taking a step back. And, but texting's a, a good way for that. So I want to ask you, do you have any self-help tips, you know, for someone that think, well, they might not need them, they might not be up to that step where they need to reach out to somebody else. They're, they're not quite there yet. So what are some of the things that people can do to help themselves? If only I knew. No, drink lots of water, exercise, get outside, um, put your phone down. I would say they were the main ones. Water. I mean, you, you don't you don't appreciate the difference that it makes. Um, yeah, I mean, I know we, I, right, we're both now <laughs> holding up our cups of water. I have a big, massive like this is like a slush, a, a slush puppy. Like you could get it. I I. <laughs> I just collect them and put them in the cupboard and then fill it up with water. So much water, I drink a lot. I mean, if you're feeling tired or cloudy or a little bit sad, try drinking some water. It can, it can quite often make a difference. And, yeah, again, with getting outside, not always being surrounded by, you know, just the some natural sunlight, some vitamin D. We love some vitamin D. Um, and... Uh, and yeah, exercise. I mean, the difference that makes. I've been terrible recently and I've seen my own mental health deteriorating and kind of hitting that burnout stage. And I know that if I get up a little bit earlier and go and do a workout first thing, that will set my day onto the right track. And, you know, diff different people like to work out at different times or just go for a walk or just get, get the blood pumping. And it makes, and as I said, I know personally, such a difference. It's unbelievable. I think for me as well, I, I do agree. You know, I've had different issues with my health. You know, I have I was diagnosed with chronic Lyme disease like two years ago. And just as we went into lockdown, and I, I don't know, I, you probably don't know this, my brother died, he was 21, you know, and he died and it was a shock. It was a shock, but I thought, oh, I'm fine, I'm fine. Well, my body was not fine and, you know, my immune system dropped and the Lyme disease that was already in my body. You know, 25% of American people have got Lyme disease in the body, but it doesn't affect you. But if your immune stops, you know, the bugs take over the virus, it comes back and it's a constant attack in the immune system. So it's, it's, it can be pretty damaging and it's, it's difficult, you know, so some people, you know, we, we've got to get through our work day and there's different health issues that are affecting you, you know, but what my doctor would say to me is get out. And I can remember mm -hmm. him, he'd say, get out. Even if you just go for a walk outside, a little walk. And, you know, my two years ago, my son was like, he's, he's four and a half now. So he would have been like two. So he was still in, in the push chair, the buggy, the stroller, whatever you want to call it. So I get outside and I go for a walk. And I remember I would take the dog and I was so slow. I was like yeah. <laughs> so slow walking but it, it really helped to build my strength back up again and you know starting to just do like basic little exercises it didn't cost me anything I wasn't at a gym you know I was just yeah. doing basic things at home and it does it really re-energizes you and sometimes I think oh I haven't got time for it and then suddenly I'm like, okay, I feel like crap. I'm like, oh, I've not been doing any form of exercise. Yeah. And, you know, you, you do. It's it's just trying to kind of more of a healthy lifestyle, isn't it? Exercise. I, I changed my diet 
that was a big thing for me. And I, I, I did it because I have so much inflammation in my body and it made a dramatic difference. But sometimes just the food that you eat or the type of food or it's, it is, it's just those little things. And I've just come back from the US and I think I gained a size just from the, I mean, you can't help it if you live there, but it's just from the chemicals that are in the food. The bloating was, you know, I was eating the same kind of foods and I try and eat as healthy as possible, although I love a good burger. But yeah, the, 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 the difference and so how much harder you must have to work and where you must source the foods from. Uh, and then, and that's, and it's costly. Yeah, it is. Like my diet really is mostly organic just because of my health. I, I, Most I really people can't do that. It. No, it's so expensive. I look at like the price of uh, non-organic versus organic. It's it's the price difference. It's like cost of living crisis. It's real, you know, mm -hmm. but do some little things that can help you. You know, even I started meditating as well. And meditating doesn't need to be like, mm. it could just be taking some time to just sit down and sit in the quiet. And it, it takes time, you know, to kind of build up I used I would look on YouTube for different kinds of meditations and sometimes it's literally it's a woman's voice just being like talking to me through the silence and I just listen to me breathing and literally that's all I do for like half an hour I feel it's, good with half an hour I've, I started doing it in the morning like when my alarm went off rather than pressing snooze I pressed play on a YouTube video that I had set up so I'd meditate in bed before I got out of bed in the morning and That's it was a, a great idea. way to start the day. But as with a lot of good habits, they've gone out the window in the last month because of traveling. But I'm reading this book at the minute called Atomic Habits, which is actually recommended to me by two people at the latest Expos Miami. And it's fantastic. It's talking about the fact that, you know, the tiny little changes you can make every day. If you improve yourself 1% every day, that adds up very, very quickly. And, you know, rather than setting yourself a goal, I want to be this... I want to lose this amount of weight or I want to have read this many books or whatever, just go, no, actually the goal I'm going to set is I'm going to read for five minutes a day or I'm going to go for a walk every morning or just do something very, very small and include it and, and try and incorporate it into a habit that you already have. And it's, it's really interesting. I recommend that to anyone that's listening. Um, what, to what's it called, Laya? Atomic Habits atomic or Atomic Habits. habits. I'll, I'll be looking that up. <laughs> I, 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 I do like to read as well. So how can listeners champion for organizations such as Pineapple Support? I mean, one of the best ways, obviously, is donations. And I know it always sounds, always feel really cheeky saying this, but the only way that we're able to continue providing care to, to the folks who really, really need it is because of, of the generosity of either organizations or individuals. And right now, the need for care is just, it's, it's so high. I mean, with everything that's gone on through COVID and now the war, and I think, you know, the, the media is just bombarding everybody with so much negativity that everyone's being affected. Everyone's been affected, even if, you know, with the, the traumas that have just been going on in, in the US in the past couple of weeks, you know, if, oh. if, you, if you don't watch this, you, you, even just the feeling of helplessness and for, it's for everybody, everyone is so so in need of additional care at the moment and the only way that we can continue to provide that is if if people uh, can can spare you know even five dollars it, it it really really does help it really does make a huge difference 
And they can go on to the pineapple, is pineapple support website. Is that pineapplesupport.org? It is pineapplesupport.org and you can click donate or the direct link is pineapplesupport.org slash donation. Perfect. And I want to ask you, Leah, in a sentence, what piece of advice would you give to somebody who is in need of emotional support or therapy? Reach out. It doesn't even need to be a sentence. That is two words. Just reach out. Uh, don't don't wait. Don't think that you don't deserve it. Don't don't think that that the you know that there are people more in need than you. No, put yourself first. You can't pour from an empty cup. There are people around you that need you and that love you. Reach out. I love that. Thank you so much. It's been fantastic, amazing having you on. And I I know I know someone that's listening to this is going to be helped by it at least one person then our job's done you know it's like yeah i i know people are going to be listening and being like wow this is just what i needed to hear you are supported you are loved and don't be afraid to reach out and ask for help thank you so much for chatting today i've really enjoyed it you are so welcome thank you leah and can you tell everyone that's listening where they can find you and pineapple online Absolutely. You can find Pineapple Support at pineapplesupport.org, our Instagram and our Twitter are at pineappleysw. And if you want to follow my personal accounts, you can do, they are at Leia Tanit, L-E-Y-A-T-A-N-I-T. Thank you so much, Leia of Pineapple Support for coming on to talk to us on the MILFs Making Money podcast. Thank you. for joining me on Tanya Tate Presents Mills Making Money. I want you to keep moving forward. Know when to let go of the past. Make that small step forward. Move with a boost of mental optimism. Focus on what you can do something about and celebrate and acknowledge your success. No matter how big or minor you feel it might be, be thankful that today you will make progress in your journey of life. Maybe you have a suggestion for a future topic for a show or a question that me or one of my guests might be able to answer and give you advice on. Did I raise any questions in today's episode that got you answering out loud or wanting to know more? You can leave me feedback or ask me questions relevant to the MILFs Making Money podcast using the hashtag AskTanyaTate. You can ask me by commenting on my latest posts on Twitter at Tanya Tate, Instagram at Tanya Tate XO, YouTube at Tanya Tate Tube. You can also leave me a voice note on my SpeakPipe, speakpipe.com slash Tanya Tate, and you might get featured on a future episode. So let's listen to some of my SpeakPipe messages. Hmm, this is my favorite SpeakPipe of the day. Hello, this is Caller69. June is coming. June is here. It's an opportunity for us to look at the halfway point in the year. And what started out in January, we had goals, we set goals. So it's an opportunity to sometimes reset, refocus, and look at those opportunities and where we stand with them. My question to you, Ms. Tanya Tate, if you're living in the moment, Sometimes that's a good thing because it helps you prepare for the future. What do you think? Talk to you soon.
Caller 69, out. If you are living in the moment, it helps you prepare for the future. I absolutely love that. Caller 69. You know, I always try to make the podcast so it's like evergreen, meaning, you know, you can pick it up any time of the year and listen to it. But I love it. It's like it's halfway through the year and it's like goals may have been set. Maybe you wrote them down. Maybe you thought about them. I'm not a person that is very corporate, you know. For me, that could mean something as simple as writing down some goals that you want to achieve this year, things that you want to achieve, things that you want to see, meet, feel, experience. Maybe they're measurable goals. Maybe it's the experience. You know, we all have different goals. And it is, it's like halfway through. Are we there? So again, I'm going to refocus on if you are living in the moment, it's preparing you for the future. And you know when I said earlier, like there are people that are here that support me, whether they know it or they don't know it, they inspire me. And this is a perfect example. You know, you're in a place if you want to be inspired by others. Keep listening, keep waiting for those signs. And that is the sign I'm inspired I'm inspired by you listening. I'm inspired by you giving me feedback and giving me food for thought. We can all sit here now and think about our goals. But you know what? Focus on them. Visualize them. And keep moving forward. I love it. Thank you, Caller69. And thank you all for your support, guys. Keep it coming. I love hearing what you think about the show. And of course, if you do want to get me, you can call me via phone or video call. You know where to find my premium social media platforms. Sexpanther.com slash Tanya Tate or OnlyFans.com slash Tanya Tate. And of course, we can get to chat one-on-one over there. And you can follow me on my regular social media, Twitter at Tanya Tate, Instagram at Tanya Tate XO, and my YouTube channel, Tanya Tate Tube. You can see all of my official links, including my premium social media on my link tree. Just search link tree and my name, Tanya Tate, all one word. And remember, if you don't see it on link tree, it's not me. And if you are listening to the podcast on Apple, Amazon, Audible, and you are inspired by any of the words that you hear, please be sure to leave me a written review and give me five stars. And you can also give a five-star rating on Spotify. And I'll be checking and giving shout-outs in upcoming episodes. And I do want you to know, I hope that you're listening, I will be giving shout-outs for those who do leave me a review. And if you do hear your review, let me know because I will send you a signed autograph as a thank you for your appreciation. So let me tell you again, if you hear me read your review on a future episode, let me know, send me your name, address and prove that it was for you. (laughs) Don't be claiming anybody else's proof that it was you that left the feedback, the rating, whatever it was. Let me see the proof and I would love to send you a little thank you signed autograph. This is Tanya Tate. Keep moving forward with optimism, one step at a time. Be thankful for each accomplishment and keep your heart full of gratitude. Your cup 
will overflow with success. Now get out there and go build your bank.